every haunted place has a story with a dark past. This is Ghost Encounters Podcast. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the Ghost Encounters Podcast. This is the first episode of the third season of the podcast. This is incredible. We are back to haunt your ears. As you all know, I am paranormal investigator Justin Torok. And I'm Jordan, the group scientist. My name's Hannah, and I left the basement for this. <laughs> <laughs> so how is everybody? I mean, we all see each other pretty regularly now, but uh, it's been a while since we've been doing a podcast episode. Yeah, it's been like literally like five months. months. It feels like. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh my, I, like I completely missed August. I don't know what happened because we were in Newfoundland. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Getting Newf- engaged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got Hannah's engaged. engaged. Woo. Congrats, Yay, Hannah. Congrats, congrats. Hannah. Doing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Newfoundland has some spooky, weird kind of traditions yeah. and stories and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I'm sure we'll, I think we touched on it a little bit, but we can get into more of that on yeah. some of these episodes coming up. Yeah, we'll do cool. one. Yeah. It's, it's a cornucopia of really weird really weird (laughs) stuff up there but in exciting news uh the three of us myself jordan hannah we were on an investigation at a local place called the wooden match and that episode of ghost encounters released on friday the 13th so go to our youtube channel go watch it and check it out uh ghost-encounters.com you can find it on our website but it's probably our best and spookiest investigation episode yet right yeah i'm scared shitless i'll be honest i will be honest i'm scared shitless so this podcast episode is about is the paranormal bad for business and we're gonna get into that a bit because this topic constantly comes up in fact just earlier this morning uh i did a presentation for the executive forum of the lehigh valley which i am also a part of because i'm co-owner of uh phoenix fire media but they wanted a ghost encounters presentation and of course, it's all business owners and stuff in that forum. And uh, so I went through, I, I showed him the equipment, explained how it works and what goes on during an investigation. And I showed clips from our investigations, from the episodes, uh, like some of the spookiest parts. And they were all creeped out because we actually did this at Can't Tell Me Long Funeral Home. Oh, um, so it yeah. was extra. So all the vibes it was in. extra spooky, yeah. But it went over really well because all of the clips I showed them were from investigations at businesses. And uh, it's always been a collaborative effort with businesses, and it's always been, you know, beneficial for the business and for ourselves. So let's get right into the episode and discuss, is the paranormal bad for business? Far from being detrimental, the paranormal can actually cause a boom in business. The allure of the paranormal has a magnetic pull, drawing in curious thrill-seekers and history enthusiasts alike. Haunted places and their eerie legends create a unique atmosphere that intrigued the interests of tourists and locals, often resulting in increased foot traffic, higher patronage, and the emergence of niche markets like ghost tours and merchandise. These spectral residents add an exciting dimension to establishments, ensuring that they remain the hotbed of intrigue and mystique, ultimately enhancing their appeal and contributing positively to their financial well-being. Even aliens have caused an otherworldly attraction to places beaming people in. Businesses have embraced the supernatural, and even full-on festivals have sprung up. So, when it comes to business, the presence of ghosts and anything paranormal can indeed be a spirited asset. 
So to get started, why don't we talk about the latest episode of Ghost Encounters and talk about our investigation at the Wooden Match, since that is a business. So the story behind the Wooden Match, I'm going to say some of it, but you really got to go on and watch the episode to get the full story. Um, right in the heart of uh, downtown Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, there is a restaurant, bar, cigar lounge called the Wooden Match. But it was born from a once- very bustling railroad station back in the day, built in the 1800s. And uh, in 1927, a passenger car derailed, killing nine people and injuring dozens more. Uh, there's also the story of a young child being burnt to death in the basement uh, back when there was a coal stove down there. And for many years, employees and even uh, patrons of the bar have experienced the paranormal um, it's not anything negative or bad you know it messes with people turns lights on and off turns tvs on and off moves stuff you know it's a really awesome bar and restaurant uh business altogether that is haunted and you know what they've embraced it they even remember we had the drink before the yeah. investigation they have a cocktail they have an espresso martini called the Spirit of Charles. They named one of the ghosts Charles for some reason. Someone just named him. But um, like it was a good drink. It and, was. You know, it they've embraced it. They tell everyone that their place is haunted. I mean, you can't deny it when people see things themselves or hear things themselves. Yeah. You know? Because if, if, you, if you're trying to shush people up, that just makes you sound like kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know? pretty much. But, oh, like, they've embraced it, you know? And that's what I mean. they're excited about it, too. Like, exactly. I love when they tell stories about it, because they just get so, like... They get very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy has so many stories of stuff that he's heard from upstairs. Upstairs, there's a lounge, and, like, late at night, he'll hear, like, a pool cue hitting against the floor. Um, the basement, like, stuff won't work, and um, they'll see things on the, on the cameras they have set up. Um, but yeah, this was such a, cause we've been there to drink and eat and yeah, stuff before. Yeah. So it was really great to be in our own backyard and do this, do this investigation and, um, you know, to do something that's mutually beneficial for us and for them, because within a few days the it had a thousand views on YouTube and thousands of views and comments on Facebook and everything yeah. else. So, mm -hmm. and it got um, shared like all over the place, everywhere. It like yeah. comes up sponsored <laughs> on my Facebook <laughs> now because I've been looking at it so much. Mm -hmm. So it's been great. And they're having like a Halloween bash. So we, we released it right before then. So they're getting all this new business and all these people coming to the wooden match because they, you know, heard about ghost encounters was there. And so it's definitely a beneficial thing to have, haunted place we had a business you know it's the paranormal can save this this economy <laughs> <laughs> we can do it guys and it's thriving now because of halloween so. yeah yeah exactly always during spooky season it's it's going to you know thrive and yeah. and, and thrill people from from all over mm -hmm. um Let's get into this investigation a little bit. What, uh, which area, I know what you're going to say, but which area... Yeah, don't even ask me this. <laughs> do you think was the most haunted? The basement. The basement. Yeah. That's so cliche, but yo, I was shit in my pants. Yeah. Right you got to watch the episode, but there's a part where we're in the basement. It's pitch black, by the way. Obviously, we do it, you know, the right way. You know, dark. Not like some other YouTube people. They do investigations with the lights on and everything. And do they really? The yeah. I don't, like... Admittedly, I don't watch a whole lot of paranormal. Like, I feel like they're all younger than me now. Yeah, a lot of them are younger. They do stuff with lights on, like sometimes even during the day. But yeah. Anyway, it's pitch black down the basement, and uh, can barely see anything. But I'm looking through my uh, infrared night vision camera, and Jordan's like starts looking around. 
And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, what the <laughs> hell is she doing? But then she looks up, she goes, my sweat, my sweatpants just uh, just got tugged, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Because first off, that's never happened to me before, and I was standing. You could see in the video, I'm literally standing super still. I'm in between two chairs, and I thought in my head, I was like, oh, I just like you moved because it's so damn dark. Like we we could probably have a half hour of footage of us tripping over fucking chairs. Yeah, down there. Uh, absolutely. So I thought that I hit into one of like the chairs, and that's what I did. So when I flipped on the flashlight, I saw how far away I was from the chair. I was like, you got to shit. Yeah, you're at least a foot away from the chair. Yeah. It didn't move. No, no I, moving around. I didn't really move. I almost was hoping I did, though. It's kind of funny, like, if you watch the, when you watch the episode, she's just standing there, all of a sudden, she, like, looks down. Yeah. And the flashlight's <laughs> already the flashlight. on. <laughs> my sweatpants just got tugged. But then we captured an EVP right after that of a spirit confessing, and it said, you can hear it, it sounds kind of like a younger male, and it says, that was me. Yeah, I was just spooked. crazy. That scared me, because I... Obviously, when Justin's editing and everything like that, I really w- didn't hear anything until the episode came out. Yeah, and I was like, "No fucking way! Like <laughs> yeah. that is crazy." But the one, like, it's it's very rare to hear an EVP with your own ears. But Jordan heard one with her own ears. I didn't hear it myself, probably because I have bad hearing. But uh, I heard my even the cameras picked it up. Like that's how loud it was because we were in the basement. It was like almost as soon as we walked in, she turns and she goes. What the fuck was that? Was that one of you? Yeah, I literally and... said, what the fuck was that? Because it was like right by my ear. I was asking a couple questions, and all of a sudden you hear this breathy like, yeah. And that's when Jordan turned. Like, yeah, that? I whipped right around. I was like, that one of you? Like, like yeah. hoping to God it was? It's very rare to like hear them with your own ears, so that was just... Yeah, because I remember crazy. you were like, oh no, it's probably a car or something like that. Well, I heard a car noise yeah. like, I don't know, 20 seconds before that, so yeah. I thought maybe just... And That's I was what like, you're referring to? I but... just shut up. I was like, well, I'm just going to let it roll. <laughs> I'm just going to let it roll. We'll see how yeah. everything turns out. It all comes out in post. And, oh, man, the spirit box was so clear down in the basement. Yeah. We Damn. heard, we got the words, I know, so clearly. Um, I'm trying when I said, you know, you know make yourself known. Yeah. And um, we, it even said Jordan's name. I probably said your name like a hundred times during the investigation. Yeah. yeah. So no wonder they said your name. Because I kept saying, oh, you know, Jordan over there has this or... Go to over to Jordan, touch her, blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, through the spirit box, we got the name. Someone said, Jordan. It's funny on the on the video, I just stare right at you. Yeah. Like, yo, get me the fuck out of this basement right now. That was <laughs> my little, like, your my eyes were good. like, get me out. You had, <laughs> as soon as it said Jordan, you had this look, like your whole, like your body shifted, your head moved, and you're like, did I just say my name? Was, was that really, did that really happen? Yeah. I was hoping it didn't. <laughs> it, said, uh, it said her name. And I usually, I, I can't hear anything with the spirit box. It all just sounds like loud yeah. to me. Uh, but that one I did hear. Yeah. The, other one, the like, other one you heard was when it said goodbye. Yeah, Because even you said, too. you're like, was uh, that a yeah. goodbye? Yeah. 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 We were like, <laughs> like super I, invested in the yeah. spirit box. Yeah. But it, it was doing really great. Um, we had some uh, great hits with the uh, motion sensor orbs, with the spirit orbs, whatever you want to call them. Um, they were working really well too. Yeah, they were great. But uh, I got a couple okay hits with my K2 meter. But I, I swear to you, the spirits love Jordan because she was getting spikes all the way, you know, to the 20 plus milligauss uh, section of the K2 meter. I don't know how that's they were even bullying me. But what's crazy was when you, when I we split up partly through the investigation. So I decided to do an investigation in on the main floor with uh, one of the managers, Ronnie. And Jordan and Hannah went up to the second floor lounge by themselves. And 
the craziest part of that was <laughs> as soon as Hannah mentioned that there was a crash outside, it spiked all oh, the way to the red and it yeah. kept spiking for a bit. And then you asked, is that how you died? And it starts it spiking, spiking again. again. Yeah. And it's crazy because what people don't see is like, I take, I don't know, we have two cameras going the whole time. Mm-hmm. We're there for a couple hours. So we have, I don't know, it's anywhere like between six to eight hours of footage. And I cut it down to this episode's 36 minutes long. So they were up there for quite some time without the K2 meter going off. And they're just literally sitting in one of the lounge chairs. There's nothing electronic around them. Everything's mm-hmm. turned off. And as soon as they mentioned the crash, spikes all the way to the red. Yeah, because then it stops spiking. And then it just stays on the little green spot. And then we ask questions and then it would just start flipping out again. And I'm also I'm also the asshole who like goes around the room first before we start investigating, and I'm like holding it up to stuff, being like, "Well, this is the it's outlet, it. debunk anything." Well, it's out, always you know. a good idea to do a preliminary sweep just to see if any electronic things are actually making it cause you know it to go off. But yeah. that with that place, it was very like you could tell very much that the spirits were literally reacting to us, you know. Yeah. Um, and I never saw the little ball things until you whipped them out at the investigation. And then I'm like, wait, everybody's using these now. I was watching just the other day, Jack Osborne just posted his new episodes. Oh, really? He has them. Okay. And then the newest, really well. the newest episode of Ghost Adventures, they have them now. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I've never and seen these things that before. That is probably the, the least expensive piece of equipment that I have. They have them <laughs> on Amazon and they're called like cat balls. And I'm like, no cats playing with these. The ghost people are taking them with them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've also been called ghost balls. Ha ha. I called them, but, I, call I call them, them spirit balls, balls on camera. I think yeah. so. I think I call them spirit I try to stay balls. away from balls. It is funny. So I yeah. try to say like spirit orbs or something. It's like, like, like a, like a. Most, they're, they're motion censored. If yeah. you touch them, the lights go off. And actually know? like you have to really like, at one point I was like picking them up and they had to like literally yeah, be to, all the way up in the air for yeah, them to go off. Yeah, you have to really move them for them to go off. It's not just going to go off on a whim. It's yeah. not like a blowing air is going to make it go off. And we tried to debunk them after they would go off and like run by them. Like, I think you cut that out, but the the one one we was like running right by it and it didn't even go off. Yeah, the one time it did step kind of heavily next to it and it went off, so possibly because the floor, some some of the floor spots were a little uneven. It's an old building. Mm. Um, Didn't leave it in because I I I, I couldn't fully 100% say that was paranormal or not. Yeah. Um, But that's always something we try to do too is try to debunk things. Oh my God, the freaking pickle. This is not in the episode. Oh this my is... god, you should have kept it. I was like, the pickle is filming! <laughs> this is just for you listeners, but but on the main floor, the bar has got a lot of stuff on it. Um, you know, it's, it's a hometown bar. And there's a little tiny, looks like pickle ornament or something hanging. It was sparkling. And it was spinning, like really spinning. And we're like, what the fuck? It was the only thing moving. It was the only thing. But then we found out that the vent was right there. So it was swirling because of the air. (laughs) Well, the the vent came on. (laughs) Hannah walked right back there. She's like, no, there's a fan on. There's definitely air. And I was like, oh my God, that scared me though. I was like, that was freaky because I just looked up and it's just like sparkling and everything and whipping in a circle. So we always try to, you know, debunk things. We're not going to say everything's paranormal. We got to figure out what's paranormal and what's not. Right. That's what makes a show legit. And that's what makes evidence legit. And that was also right when we came up from the basement. So like I was on high alert. I was was overstimulated at that point. I was overstimulated at that point. But like it was easy to get that because it was very, very active. Yeah. It was very very reactive. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I don't think any spirit in there is any kind of residual haunting. I think they're all pretty intelligent because yeah. we were getting legit responses through everything. Yeah. And they weren't 
mean or anything. I mean, yeah, some of them might be a little few tricksters. Um, like, for example, uh, in the women's bathroom, I think that's the one that's a little bit of a trickster. Because, um, like, the urinals are flush by themselves, or lights will go on and off, things like that. But uh, when, I, when we were in the, the women's bathroom, uh, I said, all right, on the count of three, make a noise. One, two, three, and on three, the lights flickered. And then we caught, caught an EVP of a spirit laughing. It sounded like a woman. And I think that's what it was doing. It was like, I didn't make a noise. I did the lights. Ha ha. Yeah. You know, kind of Or thing. like, what happens <laughs> if they actually did it? And they're like, ha ha, I did it. You know, like, or it could, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. Be like, that. like, you, you got, got excited that it actually yeah. could do something because it couldn't knock. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I, who knows? But uh, yeah, it was a really, it's, if you're ever in Bethlehem or nearby, you got to stop at the Wooden Match. They have great food, great drinks. It's a really cool place. You can see how it was at old train station. The old tracks, on you know, used now tracks are still out front. Um, you can eat outside. They always have live music and all kinds of stuff. It's uh, it's really awesome to have a place like that. Just yeah, right in our backyard. I, I mean, you can't. They're they're a cigar lounge as well too. If yeah. you're like a cigar head, you know, you can go yeah, out there. Yeah, if you enjoy cigars, nice. yeah, it's they're uh, having it's their a great Halloween place. bash. Order the yeah. pierogies. Oh, the pierogies are so good. The, those. Might be some of the best pierogies. We were like, we got one round of pierogies, and we're like, nah. Now we have a lot of pierogies. We have a lot of people who listen not from here, so I think Hannah, maybe you'll be the best. How would you explain a pierogi? Oh my god, you're right. It's kind of like it's um, like a. It is German, but it's also like a Pennsylvania Dutch like specialty. Yeah. Yeah. Would you call it just like a pastry, like a? I feel like pastry is not, not the pastry. right word. It's almost like a, it's almost mashed like a potato. ravioli. Yeah, but mashed potatoes instead yeah. of like cheese and meat. You know, yeah. it's not noodle. It's dough, um, and you can either sauté it or fry it. Um, here we like it sautéed. It's yeah. delicious. Onions and stuff, but it's it's like mashed potatoes filled dough, and it's just absolutely delicious. Yeah. It's it's but. it's almost like a ravioli. It's like a, a moon-shaped, a half-moon-shaped ravioli <laughs> that is filled with mashed potatoes and sometimes cheese. Yes. And they're fucking delicious. Yes, they're yeah. awesome. Freaking so good. <laughs> 10 out of 10 pierogies. Oh, and not to go off the topic of food, because and I am a little hungry, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the static cam that I had set up in the dish room Oh. So we didn't investigate in the dish room. Two reasons. One, I set up a, a static cam in there because sometimes they, you know, things will either fall off the shelves or um, they'll see things out of the corner of their eye, whatever. But it's really noisy in the dish room. It's also connected to their kitchen. So there's a lot of stuff running and it's just way too noisy in there to be able to get any kind of evidence at all. So I set up a static cam in there and it's motion censored. So if anything causes the motion sensors to go off, it'll take pictures and video at the same time. Well, when I was reviewing um, what it captured, because it captured a couple of things, two pictures are almost completely blown out as if something was like directly in front of it. And then the video, it's looking into the dish room, into the kitchen, but on the right-hand side, there is a uh, cooler, like with the glass uh, door. And on that glass door, you can see two different sets of eyes move in and out. And it's, they're glowing. And it was one of the creepiest things I think I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. People's eyes don't glow. No, <laughs> they don't. That was, that was like, freaky. If you see, like, trail cam pictures of animals, their eyes glow because they have reflective lenses in their eyes. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. So glowing eyes like that is very strange and very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... 
I opened, yeah. you sent it to me as a Snapchat, mm-hmm. and I literally just got out of my sleep paralysis. <laughs> and I opened that Snapchat, and I was already creeped out from the investigation, so I didn't sleep. So it was like two in the morning, and I just got up and went to work. Oh my God. I was like, fuck it, because I was just so creeped out. And my sleep paralysis didn't even mess with me too much that night. So I was just like, I'm not You've been seeing him a lot lately. Yeah, that little bitch. Is this ever since we start, ever since we had that episode on sleep. Yeah. And sleep paralysis and all that stuff, uh, lucid dreaming, you've been having a lot more sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. And seeing your Maybe your... they're like, we don't want you to have any more fun. We're just going <laughs> to ruin it. No longer Give allowed. you your spirited away sleep paralysis demon lookalike. No. But at least you can yell at him. And I was say. like, it was sad for this time because like I was like moving in my dream. Mm-hmm. So like, but I couldn't move my leg. So I was like up on my hip and I was like, kind of up on my arm. Yeah. So I was like trying to move, but I couldn't. So I was stuck like that. And he was being other people like Paige, my, my sister and other That's people. Creepy. And he would like act like he's coming to help me. No. And then he would take off running at me, but wow. he would change into his, yeah, like, yeah. his normal face. And, like, get really close to me. And he did it, like, multiple times. And, like, I'm trying to yell. And I'm trying to be like, fuck you. I hate your guts. Like, you know, because I'm aware that I'm stuck with him and everything like that. So then when I wake up, I'm, like, not even in that position. But, like, I'm on my side. And my arm is under my pillow. So it's almost as if, like, I was moving in real life and right. in the dream in the same way. Ugh. So, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yo, I hate <laughs> his guts. I hate his guts. <laughs> he knows I hate him, too. <laughs> If you want to hear more about, you know, sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis demons, we do have a Spectral Dreams podcast episode from last season, season two. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, definitely listen to that one. You'll uh, understand about my sleep paralysis yeah. demon more. <laughs> <laughs> heavy, man. But yeah, if this investigation was enough to do that to you, Jordan, then like this, this seriously was probably our spookiest and Yeah, because I'm, like I said to ever. you, I was like, I'm not really scared of the dark. Like, you know, like I'm yeah. like, not really scared of being left in the dark. I'm not really whatever. And you said, oh, you want to go down the basement by yourself? I was like, fuck no. Yeah, like, Hell, <laughs> no. Hell no, I'm not going back down there. <laughs> nope. So it really freaked me out. It was very active, very yeah. scary. Wild. But yeah, to, I mean, to answer the question of the podcast, Paranormal is actually really great for business, especially if you embrace it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't embrace it, I mean, you're missing out. Yeah. Seriously. And if there are any businesses out there that are haunted and would like uh, an episode of Ghost Encounters done on their business, uh, reach out to us. Uh, email ghostencounterspa at gmail.com. You can go to our website, uh, find our email on there. You can message us on our social channels at Ghost Encounters PA and uh, come out and do an episode. Yeah, we're um, here, man. But this was kind of a breakdown of the Wooden Match episode, which is uh, new and spooky. So go check it out. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to have more examples of how the paranormal is good for business. This episode is brought to you by The Colony Meadery. If you haven't tried meat yet, it's alcohol made for money, it's all natural, totally gluten-free, and delicious. Colony Meadery is one of the best meaderies in the world, and it's located in Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley. Stop in and try a flight of meats, Grab some bottles or cans to go, and experience some of the best booze in the world. They have flavors ranging from tart and quaffable lemon laws and Wu-Tang Cran to sweet cinnamon vanilla series of tubes, and even sweet heat with their mango habanero. Learn more at colonymeadery.com. Speaking of mead, Ghost Encounters and Colony Meadery did a collab, and we came out with a caramel apple mead called Spooky to the Core. It's scary how delicious this mead is. 
Grab some today and haunt your taste buds. Ghost Encounters is sponsored by Phoenix Fire Media. Elevate your business with their digital marketing strategies, including their multi-award winning social media marketing, photography, and video production. Phoenix Fire Media, igniting success through creative excellence. Visit phoenixfiremedia.com. If you're enjoying the Ghost Encounters podcast, hit subscribe and give us five stars. To watch full episodes of the Ghost Encounters show, visit ghost-encounters.com. And don't forget, when you're on our website, click on the Spooky Shop for all your Ghost Encounters spooky swag. To stay up to date with Ghost Encounters, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Ghost Encounters PA. To send spooky fan stories, email ghostencounterstories at gmail.com or message us on social. Do you want ad-free episodes of Ghost Encounters Podcast, plus bonus episodes, extra content, and much more? Then you should head to Patreon and be a spooky VIP. Go to patreon.com forward slash Ghost Encounters Podcast and be haunted from all the benefits with the spooky VIP membership. And we are back. Uh, since we talked about ghosts for a little bit, Jordan, I see you have something very exciting to talk about. So why don't you get into your story that has to do with, um, is the paranormal good or bad for business? So I chose to do Roswell's UFO Festival. So cool. Because oh. I love aliens. And um, I guess it happens in the summer, like in late June, early July. Last year it was held from June 30th to July 2nd. The festival has an official website that has a lot of info about all the cool things that happen while you're there. They have a bunch of food and bands. I didn't think that they would have bands there. I don't know why, but I saw that they have like a bunch of different types of food. They probably have super cool like local beer and all yeah. that stuff. They have a bunch this of food trucks probably. Yeah, they have this huge itinerary online. That's awesome. To like explain each day. It's really organized. It's and a our, super wow. cool website. Did you see pictures? No, I didn't. But I wonder like, if like people like dressed up as aliens. Well, and... they have like contests, and then they have like oh, really? there's like a, a slot at the beginning of the day to get your hair done. So I'm assuming <laughs> they put like really cool shit in there. That's but really awesome. I've never been there, so I would love to know what they do. Um, we, we gotta go. I know. I want to go so go. bad because I didn't know about it. So when Neither I was looking I. up like the topic that we chose, I was like, holy shit. UFO festival. Yeah, I'm in there because it's right by the museum. It's by a zoo, so they do oh, it's stuff. Oh, a great spot. Yeah, yeah. They have like, and there's like they number it. They have a map, and like they have like numbers on the side too, so you know exactly where to go right. when stuff starts. Super organized. This, would, this cool. would be an awesome trip. We should totally go. Yeah. Ghost encounters to the UFO festival. Encounters <laughs> UFOs. And they have some fun events for kids, like a moon maze. Watch oh. out, kids. I'm going in there. I'm totally <laughs> going to the moon maze. And um, they have stuff for adults. Like, I saw a Grateful Dead or a Led Zeppelin laser show. Oh, oh wow. God. Like, could you... There's no way that these people don't trip balls. They're oh, like, drop my, my kid Absolutely. off at the moon maze. Yeah. Here I am, getting drunk and watching Led Zeppelin. Um, Just drop some acid. Yeah, for real. Get real weird with it. I saw that there was an alien bus crawl. And it said it was 21 and over, so I'm assuming that could yeah, be like, like a bar, a bar crawl. crawl. Too. Yeah. And I'm assuming if there's a bar crawl, you know people are going to dress up for that. Definitely. Oh my god, like, definitely, sure. definitely. The itinerary online is way better than me just rambling because it's so detailed and yeah. they explain the events thoroughly. They have like a foam party at 7 p.m. for the kids <laughs> to go to. Like, I want to go to a foam party. Why is it going to be a kid thing? But look at this. There's something paranormal, aliens. They got this huge festival that lasts a weekend. 
and draws in all these visitors and, and draws the money in all these money. Make, right? Not just the city, but all these local businesses yeah. that are, you know, for the, the bars, the food vendors, they're all making how much money in this one weekend. You know, like us, like here in Bethlehem, we have Music Fest. It's the biggest music festival on the East Coast, and that's for And that's how local week. bands get noticed, too, yeah. going to, like, festivals like So this. this kind of stuff brings in so much. So, yeah, this is a great example of how the paranormal is actually good for business. Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. want to go. Because sounds yeah, so freaking cool. Uh, I'm going to get alien awesome. hair done, damn it. But I'm like not Zeon. going unless we dress up. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely dressing up. Come yeah, on. You have to dress up. You have You're to dress dressing up as Xenon? I want to. Go. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Wear some freaking like holographic clothing oh and God. shit like that. Just I'm in like there. Xenon? Yeah. Not uh, Zoltan. Zoltan. That's my <laughs> Halloween costume, by the way. This what? year, Jordan is being Zoltan. the bubble wrap guy. This bubble wrap Zoltan guy is from Two Where's My Car. <laughs> oh Two Where's My, my Car. I'm so excited about it. I'm just going to yell Zoltan all night. So if anybody looks at me, <laughs> be prepared because I'm just going to be like, Zoltan, every two seconds. <laughs> well, it's like, remember when Marissa was the, the, sl- nun. the slutty nun? <laughs> the slutty nun. And she, yes. kept, she kept, like, putting her hands together, and she goes, blessed be. <laughs> the whole night. The whole night she had her hands in prayer. Oh, I almost thought her hands were glued together. It's like she was in character. And then you would hand her a shot, and she somehow would hold the shot with her hands still yeah. in prayer. And she said, bless you. And then she would say a prayer, and then we'd do shots. And I'm and like, we are so going to hell. She's doing her shots out of a holy water thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had a vial of holy water, but there was alcohol in it. We are so going to hell. But oh, this, this is just like uh, our friend group is great. We get into character. Yeah, like it's just it's so much fun. So I can I can imagine all of us going to oh my God, this yeah. alien festival, and we'd have so much fun. Oh my god, yeah. it'd be great. Just tear it up, man. Yeah, tear it up. They're not ready for Pennsylvania. No, we'll, we'll have we'll have one day of rep and ghost encounters, and maybe have a table or something, and then rest. We just have fun. Yeah, yeah. He, he, once the ghost encounter shirt comes off. We are no longer professionals, nope. and it's... Forget you saw us. It's time for tequila. <laughs> but I also have down that there's other things like zombie marathons, vampire balls, and, like, witch-based attractions like Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. The so those are other Salem ones, yeah, that people thrive off of paranormal-based yeah. stuff to do some sort of event or festival or local. I mean, how many shops and bars are all Halloween-themed in Salem? Yeah, oh, my God. All year round. Yeah, all year round, too. It's awesome. That is what I have for the UFO festival. I want to go so bad. Yeah, it just sounds like such a good time. I also, I hope they have like life-size replica UFOs you can walk in. I know. All kinds of crazy stuff. Because like I'm assuming like the museum and stuff is like all informational. And I think like around, they have to have something that you can take like a shit ton of pictures in. Oh yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of photo ops. Yeah. They have to. You gotta, you gotta recreate like the alien autopsy scene, right? From literally anything. The one that you've seen. Hannah standing there with a scalpel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna cut this son of a bitch open. You know. If anybody that's listening has been there and has pictures, yeah, definitely send oh, them in. I would yeah. love to see yeah, or get any information awesome about it. But to go to New Mexico in the summer, beyond. It's incredibly hot. It's like 111 degrees out there. Definitely oh. not painting our faces. No. I'm just, going to have to get one of those little spray fan things. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So that it can mist my face and yeah. spray the wind on it, like because yeah. you know I'm gonna have. I'm to. finally thriving. It's finally cooling down in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, fall here is I haven't had the AC the on, which is so nice. The air is cool and crisp, and the leaves. Have I was fallen. actually cold the other day. I had to bust out like one of my you little. You were actually cold. Yeah, I had to bust out one wow. of my mini space heaters and put it on my toesies. They were little little icicles. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little chilly. So, but this is my season. Getting yeah. into winter, so. Yeah, 
I will definitely melt in the desert. Yes, but we still got to go anyway. At least you know what it'll it'll probably be more of a dry heat though. Yeah, I heard that there's like a difference between like humid and. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, it's a dry heat. Blah blah. blah. Over 100 degrees is over 100 fucking degrees. Yeah, that's true. Turn your oven to 100. Stick your head in it and see how (laughs) see how that goes. Don't stick your head in the oven. No, no, it's not safe. Don't Don't do do it. Just an example. Well, let's move on to some more spooky things that have to do with business and paranormal. Hannah, what uh, did you look up? I looked up the Mothman Festival. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Mothman Festival. Yeah, I had no idea. And you really? love cryptids. Oh, uh, yeah. I so. had like, I had a minute with cryptids a couple of years ago, um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I did a lot of a lot of cryptid stuff. I got really into it. Um, I started doing a little bit of art, a little cryptid yeah, art. Yeah, you ran, uh, she has a, a, a Instagram called Paint Squatch. Yeah. And uh, paint you squatch. paint these mini uh, paintings of cryptids. And they're so cool. Oh, they were okay. I remember yeah, I it's... bought one for you for Maggie because she loves Loch Ness. And mm-hmm. there's was, was a Loch Ness mm-hmm. one. And uh, you can see the pictures that she has. See Bigfoot's hand holding these little tiny paintings. Yeah. And they're so good because you're so uh, talented. Oh, boy. Um, no, you really are. No, thank you. I it was, it was fun while it lasted, you know? It was cool. Um, but anyway, uh, Mothman is a cryptid. Uh, if you haven't been, if you are uninitiated into uh, the world of cryptids, a cryptid is basically an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated. Um, some examples being Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. So it's right. like it, it, it's a critter that you can't prove it exists, but you can't prove it doesn't exist either. Correct. So um, those are fun. It's all your sort of like modern folkloric. Uh, critters and I think that's super cool. Uh, I think it has historical value and I think it holds a mirror up to us and our culture. The, yes, it does. The cryptids and the folklore reflects the culture. Yes. And I think that's pretty banging. It is. Um, Mothman is a cryptid. I guess before I get into the Mothman festival, again, this is pre- I guess this is for people who are um, not initiated into cryptids. Yeah, there might not be too many people out there who know exactly what Mothman is, or maybe just heard of it, or know because there's a movie called Mothman, but yeah, don't was... really know the story. Mm-hmm. So, what's uh, tell us a little bit about Mothman. The first sighting of the entity known as Mothman took place November 15, 1966, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The creature was sighted by Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve in and Mary and Steve and Mary Millette. Uh, They told police that they had seen a large white creature whose eyes glowed red, uh, and the creature was standing on the side of the road near the TNT area, which was uh, kind of like a local landmark uh, in Point Pleasant, which was the site of a former World War II munitions plant. Uh, so this is like they were out in the back roads in the middle of nowhere right. in Point Pleasant. So I think they were out there getting weird in their cars. I mean, uh, and possibly saw a glowing red right? You know, yeah, man. Like think about it. If two couples are together, I mean, usually it could be you know. Yeah, yeah like some, you can park some. It's nineteen. Time. It's nineteen sixty-six. Get a little weird. Right? <laughs> it's nineteen sixty-six, and you guys can park here and we can park over here and the d- windows can be shut or they can be open. I mean, it was the if, 60s. If you think gonna... they were like out token up and then they're like, oh shit. Like, Probably. Either, yeah. <laughs> either hotboxing themselves in their cars or passing joints through the windows. That's right? just, 
this just ruined their high because they, they saw a fucking glowing red-eyed creature. But what's weird is they all saw the same thing. So how do you deny that, right? Yeah, that's true. There was there was something out there. Um, oh, furthering, furthering, they were out there getting weird. Linda Scarberry described the the creature that they saw, the large white the large white creature with red glowing eyes. She described it as a slender, muscular man, about seven feet tall with white wings, but she could not discern its face due to the hypnotic quality of its eyes. Gotcha. I think that is an (laughs) abnormally sexual, I think that's an abnormally sensual, like, description of Maude. Yeah. It's it's very, like, pretty awesome, though. You know, right? I mean, he's badass. Yeah. But also sensual. It kind of reminds me of, like, Hatman. Where they really don't see his face, but they yeah. see his glowing eyes. Yeah. Like if people yeah. see, because his eyes can go red. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. There's overlap. There's a lot of like overlap in cryptids. Um, but anyway, so they freaked out and they drove away at top speed. They claim that Mothman followed them, mm-hmm. flying after their car and making a screeching sound. <laughs> and it, it, it followed them as far as like the city limits of Point Pleasant. Which, like, I couldn't find a number in, you know. Right, you don't know how many miles, but it's yeah. probably cons- at least That's couple like miles, far you know? enough. Yeah. That's far enough that you're, like, looking back at the thing, yeah. you know? Um, after this, like, they called the police after this, and right. they reported this because it was big and scary and weird. So the newspaper, the Point Pleasant Register, picked it up and ran it under the headline, Couples See Man-Sized Bird, Creature, Something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a hell of a headline. Yeah. Right? There's like a lot of ellipses in there. Like nobody's nobody's sure. Uh, but after this report, there were a bunch more sightings of mostly a large man-sized bird with red eyes, which is much more general, general and much less sensual a description. Um, but... That's that's basically the gist of the original yeah, Mothman how it came story. To be, yeah. yeah, it's been kind of theorized that um, Mothman might not have actually been Mothman, but he might have been like a bird, a misidentified sandhill crane, or a barred owl, or just a variety of things. Not, yeah, but those aren't big, big. No, like, if we're talking like man, like as big as a man, like cranes are big and like blue herons are big, but like not like that big. Well, if you've ever seen a, like a a really big ass bird yeah. with its wings out. The I mean, wingspan the vultures of the bird? and shit are absolutely terrifying looking. But oh, like, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I feel and like then, you can tell the difference between a body of like a man and a body of a, like a bird. Yeah, like, but in the dark, maybe not. I'll some credit in the dark. Maybe for high. But I, <laughs> I, I believe in sensual Mothman. Yeah. Um. But that was yeah, that was the original uh, Mothman sighting. Cool. With and without possible other explanations that are not Mothman, um, the first one of the first things I, I ever personally saw about, about Mothman is that he was kind of classified as maybe like a harbinger of doom. Or I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's mostly because he's tied very closely to the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which is um, it was <laughs> um, another like a, a bridge that connected. Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to Gallipoli, Ohio. Um, and due to a bad design uh, and multiple structural failings, uh, one morning in, it was December 15th, 1967, which was 
a little bit more than a year after the initial Mothman sighting. Um, during rush hour traffic in the morning, Ooh. the Silver Bridge, um, something popped. And once that popped, the entire bridge kind of just started to crumble and cars fell into the, into that the river. It's like a terrible fear. Right? You know, like everyone always has that fear like, oh, what if this bridge just collapses right now or I just start falling? This fucking happened to people. Yeah. <laughs> now we have legislation, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> However, it's still a big fear. Yeah. Like anytime I'm in rush hour traffic, I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this, is, this is how I die. <laughs> this is how I go. I died in, in rush hour traffic. I'm so crazy. I like to put the window down. Even if it's cold. If I'm going over or if I'm stopped stuck on a bridge. Uh-uh. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm I'm ahead of it. I'll unbuckle my seatbelt let it jing. I'm like, there's no way I am staying in this car. If I fall, I'm going to survive. Yeah, man. I'm ahead uh, of it. You're getting out. <laughs> Not today, Dad. Uh... But that, unfortunately, um, people on the Silver Bridge were not so fortunate, uh, and 46 people uh, were either drowned or crushed oh, during no. the bridge collapse. Terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, and that was that was a bad thing, that Mothman is... You know what, that would be my luck. I'll be all prepared to fall into the water, and then I'll just get crushed. Crushed Right? Instead. It's like, ha-ha! That's oh, no. totally something that would happen. Terrible. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, a, I'm ahead of the game, and then boom, dead. But he's connected to this bridge collapsing? Yes, mostly kind of tangentially because yeah. they're both from Point Pleasant. He's the bringer of doom. Yeah. So um, because like people saw him, they just think that... They're like, ah, Mothman, he must be connected to this somehow. Mm. Either as like a, an early warning or a possible cause, you yeah. know. Yeah, I'm looking um, up pictures of the bridge. Yeah, they have like a little plaque out there now too, just because it was terrible and a bunch of people died. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty bad. <laughs> it's not good. Not good in I any I don't know way. who built that bridge, but... Somebody... Don't, don't build bridges they anymore. They need to rethink their career choices. Yeah. Me. They're done. Dunsville. Yeah. Looks like it got bombed. Doesn't even look... Yeah. yeah it doesn't even look like it yeah. just fell. It, like, it's a war zone, man. It's wild. Any... Just busted concrete and rebar sticking out of shit. Um... The, there are other Mothman sightings that are kind of also tangentially connected uh, to various disasters. Like the big one is Chernobyl. Uh, oh shit! Mothman. Yeah, people Chernobyl? said that they. Yeah, people said that Mothman was spotted in the vicinity of Chernobyl oh, before wow. that's the crazy. meltdown. Crazy! So, like, you're gonna yeah. see if you see Mothman, some kind of big doom is coming. Mm-hmm. Some kind of disaster. I actually this. I was actually wrong for this one. I remembered it wrong, but I could have sworn that there was like a Mothman sighting right before COVID happened. Um, but it turns out that that was like September 2020. So we oh, gotcha. But there was a Mothman sighting in September 2020. Well, I mean, 2020 wasn't any better. Neither is 2023. So yeah. thanks a lot, Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we saw you, and now we're still suffering. Maybe he was, oh. delayed. Maybe he was delayed in traffic. Oh, yeah. Sighted. Oh, there you go. Oh, here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway... Um, Mothman, and you know, regardless of whether he's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, Mothman has brought prosperity back to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in good. in the form of the annual Mothman Festival. We have a whole festival for him. That's awesome. A whole fest. Side note: I told you guys that Lauren is like super excited that Hannah's on the podcast. 
Lauren is being Mothman for Halloween. Oh my god! <laughs> awesome. right, we... Lauren, you're li- I know you're listening. <laughs> you need to send us some pictures. Yes. And tag Ghost Encounters podcast. I want to see these. Yeah. Lauren, did we just become best friends? <laughs> I think so. I think, I think she already. Through Mothman? Uh, even better. Yeah. I just was, when you were talking, I was like, oh my God, like she's like obsessed with Mothman and you decided to do Mothman, Mothman on the yes. podcast that she listens to. Yeah. So she's going to be super excited. This one's for you, Lauren. <laughs> Shout out to Lauren. What, what I like about this episode is that when we propose this question, is the paranormal bad for business? Um, I mean, obviously the answer is it's good, but I was thinking of, okay, separate businesses as entities but you girls brought in like these festivals that happen over like a weekend or something which i didn't even think of like that's that's awesome yeah. mm-hmm. so at this festival they just like do like mothman type shit uh kind of i M- mothman is like the big tourist attraction okay. for point pleasant they have the mothman museum which oh cool if i didn't know they had it yeah 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 if you're not if you're not there for the fest um it's open year round so you can just like waltz in and soak in the mothman at oh any sweet point. um they also have the mothman statue i just saw that when i was looking at the cool. bridge oh my god it it's is huge so, it's massive <laughs> um my sister went a couple of years ago and she took some photos with the, oh, with the mothman statue and it's very funny because uh, if you t- if you turn it around and you look at the back of the mothman statue the artist sculpted him with the ideal booty. So so Mothman got a donk. He's he, he thick. Mothman is thick. <laughs> that just is this so funny. Mothman shiny booty, like winking you in the sun. <laughs> horrific but delicious. Um, you can d- go take that, take a photo op with that. Um, it is the Mothman Fest is always the third week in September. Uh, Every year they have a new t-shirt, which is very cute. I looked at the 2023 one on their website, and they have an app that I did not download, (laughs) but it exists. There is a Mothman app. Um, You should write into the podcast and tell me what happens when you download the Mothman app, because I want to know, but I don't want to download it. Um, If anyone has been to the Mothman Festival or lives in near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, let us know and yeah. give, us some, give us some details. Yeah, or the Roswell. Out. The Roswell yeah. one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, tell all us of it. about we it. We need to know about all the festivals yeah. so we can go on a little trip. I want first-hand accounts of what really happens. <laughs> Does it get weird? <laughs> oh, you bet. You bet it gets weird. Um, but the, uh, the Mothman Fest, uh, yeah, you get vendors, you get cosplay, you also get live music. Which again, super interesting. I would yeah. go to that show. Yeah. I would want to. If I was a musician, I'd be like, sign me up. I want to. I'll show up in costume. Like, let's get weird. Uh, they also do lectures. They do more bus tours, and uh, they have, of course, the Mothman Museum, which I would love to go. Yeah, what's right? in, it, what's in it though? Like, like they don't have like wing clippings like what <laughs> maybe you don't know that I'm yeah just, I'm just curious. I don't know what's in the Mothman Museum maybe, maybe they have all the cool pictures that people took of it because there's some weird Could, yeah. pictures out there there are some Mothman weird freaky pictures that mm-hmm. strange it's freaky looking. like how do you yeah. explain that like yeah. that's not a piece of paper blown in the wind like <laughs> that's for sure what would I put in a Mothman Museum we could get like I don't know we we gotta get like Compa- we gotta get height comparisons yeah, for, for the sandhill crane and the owl and yeah, the mothman. They probably have stuff like that. Yeah, like so. probably many, many, many cool photo ops. Yeah, 
and I'm a I'm a sucker for a good photo op. Got it. We just need a road trip of all these weird festivals. Yeah, yeah. that would be so much fun. <laughs> Most encounters road trip. We just vlog the whole thing. Yeah, we just hit all these festivals. Yeah, man, that would kick ass. Donate to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> Please sponsor our road trip. Sponsor our weird cryptid paranormal festival road trip. Yeah, man. We'll see all the all the paranormal fests. Say, uh, we'll we'll save the economy with our yeah we'll do it. It's like we need that Patreon that everybody has so that we could like film as our bonus episodes going to these festivals <laughs> yeah. and, and doing shit. That would be awesome. Just travel, experience the cryptids. We could do live podcasts right from the festivals. Let's That'll know how it's going. Awesome. What's around? Yeah. So a couple more examples. That answer is the paranormal bad for business. Obviously, it's good. Uh, my first ever episode of Ghost Encounters, which won first place at the Pocono Mountain Film Festival. Oh, did it? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. This was only back in 2010. I was going to say it's like 2013. Like <laughs> old school. Yeah, 2010 yeah. was the first one. It was at the Candle Shop of the Poconos, and that is a candle shop in the Poconos that's out of a really old house. And in that old house, I talked about this in one of the episodes in the first season, but in the old house was owned by Dr. Fisher, built in 1897, and he was a... Uh, scientist doctor person and he did experiments on stuff on monkeys and stuff in the basement that is scientist doctor person <laughs> he was with uh Sci- yeah i mean uh, yeah he was dr fisher but he was also like doing experiments and like making vaccines and, and stuff like that, yeah, yeah research making so um interesting when linda the owner of the candle shop bought the the house they started to renov- renovations in the basement and they you know found like test tubes and syringes digging up the floors and they took down a wall and found like the laboratory and the the holding cells and do they keep all that stuff or did they get rid she, of it no she kept it wow. so instead of does you know, that go in the museum yeah so yeah. instead of you know throwing the stuff away or shying away from the fact that your place is haunted she she, she fully no she fully embraced this shit like she has the stuff in display cases she did all of her own oh, research cool. to find out what happened down there and uh you know apparently he was making vaccines for like smallpox and fever and um found out that you have to use monkeys for that. There's even like a guillotine in the wall, and there's ghost monkeys that run around the shop and oh, stuff I like that. Oh, I remember that. But like, she embraces so much that yeah, she put everything in like glass cases. She found letters that he wrote during the war about sending vaccines and stuff like that. Wow. But she even took it another step further by hiring someone from Disney to make and bring in animatronics, and she made literally like a haunted house in the basement of the candle shop. So you can pay a ticket and go through the haunted house that has all this wow, stuff. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So her. she fully embraced it. People come from all over to see the haunted candle shop. Maybe you should go back there and do like a, how many years has it been? Do like a, a 15 years. year anniversary <laughs> special back yeah, at the candle yeah. shop. Yeah, back to where it all started. Back to the beginning <laughs> with ghost encounters. Just but like yeah, it's, it's crazy how my first one ever was at a business yeah. and it embraces the paranormal. And I would say most of my episodes, most of our investigations have been at businesses. Yeah, because it's, it's not like you go to like like insane asylums or like jails that, you know, are like run down and old. Like we're actually going to places that are still running and yeah. they just cut the power off. You do your investigation and go home and find, yeah, so it's, find uh, what you can find. It's mutually, mutually beneficial and it's pretty cool and they're excited. We're excited. Yeah. Um, Another one would be, I know we've talked about this, Weaversville Inn. That place was a restaurant. The place I thought was super scary. It's super haunted in the basement. And they embrace the paranormal too. They're like, yeah, our place is haunted. Mm -hmm. Um, They host things like 
Titanic nights and things like that. People oh, see okay. a woman in a royal blue dress, even though there's no one dressed up in a royal blue dress. And you know, Is they it just still open. I don't know what happened to it. I, I remember it was up closed. for sale. I think they're I know closed. It was, I drive past. I'm pretty them sure it's right closed. Now. I was going to say, I know it's closed. I know I heard it was closed and I heard they're reopened, so I don't know. But but yeah, that's a, you know, they didn't fully embrace it like, you know, Linda did from the candle shop. But you know, they were just like, yeah, my place is haunted. You know, they didn't they shy away from it. Them. Yeah, if people say they saw a ghost, like, yeah, we see them every day. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know they're here. You know, get employees good. would get pushed and scratched and all kinds of stuff. Um, the Sun Inn, right in our backyard. Yep. Uh, Brie was on the episode with me. Hi, Brie. I know you're listening. Hi, Brie. You know, she works there. She. They literally have haunted ghost tours, and they have, uh, you know, stuff dedicated to the spirits. Yeah. At, and even, like, uh, when she explains it, she's like, in. yeah, we pretty much have, like, no ghosts. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, and People okay. ask about it all the time, ever since, especially ever since I did the episode of Ghost Encounters at the Sun Inn. People go in there all the time and ask, you know, about the ghosts and stuff That's there. Because awesome. people watched it, yeah. This cool. one was... Uh, a surprise, but Dorney Park. Remember, they reached out to me. Oh yeah, they did. Do an investigation there, and for those of you who don't know, Dorney Park is like our, you know, local Six Flags. Here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, huge amusement park that's been open for a very, very, very long time, um, and because the land was used for other things besides amusement park way back in the day, um, you know, a lot of stuff has happened there over the years, and employees and stuff see stuff, and they do haunt every year. They literally make the entire uh, theme park. You know haunted and decorated and they have uh, haunted houses mm-hmm. and uh they wanted to embrace the fact that yeah they have ghosts and things have happened so they contacted me we did an episode of ghost encounters and it was really awesome we caught a lot of stuff so some the... people go really hard with it too oh yeah you know like they do the eastern state pen thing mm-hmm. you know, you're going to... that eastern state penitentiary was probably my favorite haunted house i've ever been to yeah i um i'm not a flight person in the fight or flight yeah. I, am, I am the fight and i don't like i would have to like strap my arms to my sides oh, because yeah. i'm like immediately defense like <laughs> but think hands of are up. the eastern state penitentiary like it's a very old prison very cool and instead of it being demolished or whatever it may be with some old places they you know made sure it's in sound condition for people to be in and it's an attraction. Mm-hmm. It's a museum. It's an attraction. Uh, they do tours, flashlight tours. They do it at, dress it up as a haunted, ha- multiple haunted houses during Halloween and spooky season. So yeah. all these p- places literally thrive on the paranormal. Yeah, and you know, even if you're not into the whole like haunted house thing, like there are historical applications. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, if you're if you're depending what kind of flavor of nerd you are, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like you can go see Al Capone's cell. They have it just. That to was see really it. cool. So, when I did the haunted house at Easter State Penitentiary, um, you know, they had multiple attractions, but we got the we got the whole pa- we got the full package. It was the fast pass with all the attractions, but when you got that, you got an extra ticket. Where at the end. Um, the wing that Al Capone's cell is in, they made it like a speakeasy. Yeah. And you got a drink, and you got to play oh, a little so cool. poker with like candy, and you got to see Al Capone's cell. So it was uh, yeah. really cool. Living his bougie life. In there. Yeah. Right. As he slowly had his <laughs> Yeah, as he slowly, you know, went insane. Syphilis. And it was haunted himself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so to answer the question of the podcast, I've said it multiple times, but the it's paranormal is definitely good for business yeah absolutely. Definitely especially good. if you so embrace it it not being 
It's it's definitely a positive for most businesses. I don't think I've ever heard a story where somebody's like, no, fuck the haunting. Unless it's like a really bad haunting or something and it's like violent and evil. Then yeah, right. yeah then, then it would probably be bad. You can't have patrons, you know, being right. like, shoved, hurt. You what's know? the one uh, that like the, the demon house, the one that Zach Baggins bought? I was just going to bring that up. I was yeah. just going to bring that up, but he demolished it because he didn't want anybody going in there after he stayed there. Yeah. So like that's what we're like, all right, we're not going to turn this into anything. Yeah, it's just it's too bad, yeah, too bad news. That. Um, no, don't even try. But if anyone is listening that know of any businesses that are haunted, or if anyone who's listening has a business that is in a haunted place, definitely reach out to us. Um, personally, I really like doing investigations and episodes at businesses that are yeah. haunted. It's just, I don't know, to me, it's a little bit more exciting because it's mutually beneficial and it's yeah. just really cool. It would make so, for a good spooky yeah, fan story, too. Reach yeah. out to us. Um, let us know. if it's just Even if it's just a spooky fan story, let us know. We can do that. Or if you want to do an episode of Ghost Encounters, full investigation at your location, let us know. We can make that happen, too. Um, but uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, I'm so happy to be back for season three. Uh, Hannah, we're going to have you on every episode now. Yay! I'm so stoked to be here, you guys. This is awesome. And uh, we got so much great content for you this season. Um, a lot of good ideas. Yeah. I'm so ready. And we're going to revisit some things because some of the things we talked about previously, there's just, there was so much to talk about. The content dolls, yeah. content islands, all kinds of things that have so much. We can only fit so much into one episode. Yeah. So we're going to have like number two and number three maybe, you know. So yeah. there's a lot more coming. Uh, but as always, please uh, follow us on our social. Give us some likes. Share the podcast around. Uh, it's been growing, which is great. Um, if anyone wants to sponsor, reach out to us. We're looking for sponsors for the podcast. There's definitely some ad space that you can be a part of. And everyone who's listening, please send in spooky fan stories. We need some spooky fan stories, uh, especially for season three. We don't want to get rid of that section of the podcast, but if we don't have spooky fan stories. We can't talk about spooky we can't read your spooky fan stories yeah. if we don't have any. So, yeah, and I'm still waiting on aliens. I say this I at the end of every ha- episode. We have thousands of listeners. There's no, no way somebody hasn't seen an alien. <laughs> like, UFO, something. You're out there. Even if it's a short story, or like if you think it's gonna be weird or something, it's not gonna be weird. Trust yeah. me. We've heard and seen it all. Yeah. Like, just uh, you know. And it's, sometimes it's really good to share your experience because then, you know, and you can. You don't have to say who you are. Yeah, yeah, you can get your voice out there, but you don't have to say your name. You can be anonymous. And uh, it's a great way to share your experience around. And, you know, what I heard from someone else is that they were so happy to share their experience and to hear these spooky fan stories because it made them realize, oh, I'm not crazy. Yeah, oh, this actually like did me. happen to someone else. There's mm-hmm. other people like me. So uh, in a way, it kind of helps people. So that's all the time we have for today. Stay spooky. Say no to the drugs at the Alien Festival. But say yes to touching the Mothman booty. <laughs> <laughs> the booty. <laughs>